Awesomes. Welcome back to Sorta Awesome. This is the Monday show. On Mondays and Wednesdays, we are bringing even more awesome to your life and to your week. I am your host, Meg Teets, joined once again by my husband, Kyle. And Kyle. I am the awesome that's being brought to you. Well, truly, you are. Thank goodness, because today we're talking Watch, Read, Listen, Lifestyle again. And as per usual, as per usual, I still don't know how to read. <laughs> no, that's not what I was going to say. As- I, I can sign my name. <laughs> Thank goodness. And write a few dirty words from what I'm told. <laughs> I memorized the shapes. You did. Okay. Uh, no, but as per usual, you have done so much research for the awesomes. You have gone into the depths is that fair to say the depths of the internet? The, the no, no, no. The dark underbelly of I the internet. I barely scratched the armpit. Oh, okay, all right. There's so much more out there. You've done the legwork. I'm trying to find the right uh, turn of phrase turn here of to phrase. describe what, what you have, have done, done to prepare this week's this Monday's episode. You know what? I found some things other people said that seemed semi believable, and I scraped it all together into a big bag, and I shook the crap out of it and dumped it out on the computer. And this is what we've got. And that's what we've got for you today. Um, I love watch, read, listen lifestyle. I really yeah, do. Yeah. Because this is when we get to share with you truly, there's so much stuff out there. You all know this. Uh, and it can be hard to sift through. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can find yourself, as I did this past week, because unfortunately, there is no one in my life to bring me <laughs> the watch things. Yes. Um, in this past week, I ran out of I ran out of what I'd been watching. Mm, yes. I completed a, a rewatch that I was doing of a thing. And I think I made four different efforts before I landed on something that I I want to continue watching. Yeah. And that's that's a lot of swings and misses for you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you still do the thing where if you start a series, you feel like you have to see it through? Or are you getting a little bit more liberated where... It depends how far in I've made it. Okay. Um, one of the shows that we'll discuss today, I've seen, gosh, six or seven episodes. And I really... At this point, I can confirm I don't like it. Okay. But it's borderline, and I know you like it. I normally would have saved that for an evening when I was too tired to search Mm -hmm. for something new, but I was out of what I'd been watching. I could have fallen back on it, but you like it. Yeah. So it will stay in the rotation while you're awake, and then when you fall asleep, I'll switch over to something else. Something you really want to watch. Yeah. Okay. Well, one thing that Netflix has started doing kind of in the past year, I guess, Mm -hmm. is they will let you know when you log in, what is the top 10? What are the top 10 things that people are watching on Netflix right now? Sometimes that can be a good place to start if you're looking for something to watch. Uh, You have looked through, combed through and found what Netflix is telling us this, this top 10 right now. Yeah, the, the most viewed, according to them, stuff, May 17th through 23rd, um, technically-ish, I guess it was. it's what's been watched prior to. So far as I know, they're not yet telling the future <laughs> with accuracy. <laughs> well, sometimes it is debatable. There's, yeah. Well, there's a lot of people that tell the future. It's just that with accuracy portion, right, a, right, it's right, a right. bit of a test. Yes. Okay. Um, ask me how I know I do work in finance. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of future telling yeah. that's not always accurate in that industry. Um, let's talk about the top 10 on okay. Netflix. Well, number one, um, at least uh, as of the, the moment that I did this research, is Jupiter's Legacy. 
If you've turned on Netflix, you've probably caught a few moments of a preview or at least seen it dangling about there Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the listings. This is a Netflix original. It's a superhero series and not not the superheroes that you would recognize from Marvel or DC. Okay. Um, This is an adaptation of a book by, would you say Mark Miller or Millar? I think Mark Millar. Millar, M-I-L-L-A-R. Yeah. Don't want to take anybody's credit away. And Frank Quitely, um, or Quitelli. (laughs) It's probably Quitely. Um, Uh, Tricky. it, It takes us back to the dawn of the first ever superheroes. And so the whole, I've seen the whole series. I I power watched it, not because it was that great. It's not bad. Um, And I'm saying that from my perspective, I have no doubt, obviously a lot of people love it or it wouldn't be number one right now. Right. Um, It was good enough for my own, for my own perspective to continue watching it. In any event, you, you go back and forth um, sometimes multiple times inside of a single episode where you're looking at the Genesis moment, the origins of what used to be ordinary people that became superheroes. Um, And so this is your look into the past and it goes all the way back to the thirties. Evidently part of being superhero means you also live a super long time Okay, because in present day, they are in their fifties, sixties range um, looking. Yes. Of course they're, much older than that in their little ah, mythical universe. Yes. Um, but their kids are all um, teens and early 20s. And more than a, a real look at superhero stuff, you're you're looking at family dynamic. Mm, that's what I was just going to say it sounded like. Yeah, trying to pass the torch. And, of course, you've got, um, you know, every, every show lately seems really convicted with trying to make dads look like buttholes. And so, of course, that's a a central theme. I feel like, you know, as a dad, I do a good enough job of that on my own. I don't need Hollywood helping with it, but we'll see. Yeah, it's unfortunately been a trope that's been around, I feel like, for a while. It kind of cycles through popularity. Yeah. Um, But it does sound like, from what you're saying, it's family dynamics. It's generational back and forth. Like one mm-hmm. generation saying, but this is how we do it. The new generation saying, but why can't we change Yeah, those yeah, kinds yeah. of things? It's definitely an adult thing. Okay. Unless you enjoy your kids watching sexy time stuff. Um, <laughs> nope. Try, some people probably avoid do. It. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, that, so it's not bad. Check it out. Um, number two, the Mitchells versus the machines. And I feel like we've discussed this recently. Yeah, we just talked about it last uh, week. Dysfunctional family. I'm sure the dad's a turd, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't and think so. they're saving the world from robots. From robots. That's right. Animated, all that good stuff, right? Yep. Okay. Number three, The Sons of Sam. This is a four part series, covers the work of Mari Terry, who is the, the journalist who covered the case of David Berkowitz. Okay, who was the son of Sam? Yes. Serial killer. Yes. And I believe, at least, I believe, I haven't watched this yet. It seems like in one of the things I skimmed and scanned through, they suggested that perhaps there were some accomplices that got oh, interesting. away. So. All right. You know, I love the true crime. Yeah. So I need to check this out. If you're in the mood for an eight-year-old movie. (laughs) Boy, does Netflix have plenty for you to choose from. You have a a stronger than passing interest in one Colin Farrell. Uh Then you might enjoy Dead Man Down 
from 2013. This movie has recently begun airing. Obviously, it's in the top 10 list. He's a sniper, works for New York's crime syndicate, which who knew they had snipers? Um, but yeah, there that is. I won't be watching it for multiple reasons. You know what's funny? This has happened to me before where I'll look at the Netflix top 10 and there'll be this movie and I'm like, oh gosh, I hadn't even heard of it. Now, it's not unusual for me to not have heard of a movie that came out in 2020 or 2021. Sure. Like sure. I am so behind on movies and so out of the loop on movies that I'll see a movie trending in the top 10 and be like, oh great, a new movie. And then I click on it and it is some you know, very backlist movie that right. just Netflix dropped on there. And I guess enough people like the momentum starts building. Right. And as we've talked about before, when we were doing awesome today, it's really dubious how Netflix counts something as yes. a view. Yes. There are rumors that if you even watch the preview or the opening, like scenes that they kind of give you as you land on right. something on your screen, that they count it as a view. Well, and I feel like so much matters too, in regards to what all dropped that week. Yes. Because, you know, quite honestly, this could be an instance of the least painful punch in the face. That doesn't make it a good movie. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, it got up to number four. So I guess a lot of people were into it. Well, again, they were looking around and just like, well, this looks like it'll hurt the least. Okay. Not that it was good. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's great. And I'm sorry, Colin Farrell, if <laughs> I have offended you, know that there's a long line of people waiting to litigate. So don't get too excited about that. Yes. Colin Farrell, well-known, long-time sort of awesome listener. So I'm yeah. sure he's listening for that apology. He has a female... Uh, what's the name? Uh, the the fake name, pseudonym, pseudonym, pseudonym. Yeah, mm -hmm. thank you. Yes. Sometimes my language skills go hand in hand with my writing ability. <laughs> um, number five on the list, Selena, the series. Yeah. This delves into the life of iconic Mexican American musician Selena Quintanilla. Yep. Or Quintanilla, mm -hmm. um, beginning with her childhood. And I've heard some people, or, yeah, I didn't actually hear them. I heard the words that they wrote <laughs> because I can't read, but I can hear written text. Okay, it's a, it's a gift. Yes, um, that's your own superpower. Sometimes it's problematic. A lot of road signs around. I go crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll just stick with it. I heard some people saying that maybe the first episode or two are a little draggy because it's it seems more focused on her family than her. Okay. But that it does transition into the start of her career and then her subsequent soaring success. And certainly, if you're a fan of hers, I would think you'd love this. But even if not, I think the story's pretty strong. Okay. All right. That's been in the top 10 for a while, so I probably need to get to that. All right. So coming in at number six is a Netflix uh, well, it wasn't originally a Netflix original. In fact, it's a film that came out on Crackle in 2016 called Startup. Mm -hmm. Then Netflix acquired the rights to it and now have released it through their platform. This is this is not a I mistyped or misread or something. Okay. Um, it's a series. Oh, it's a series, not it a movie. It is a series, not okay. a movie. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, the drama in this series follows a new cryptocurrency. So it's very yeah. timely. Lots of things in the news about cryptocurrency and have been for a while. And a corrupt money-making scheme where participants, by the way, also on the run from the FBI. Yep, but it's not, it's not the good FBI. 
Uh-oh. It's the crooked FBI. Okay. Which, in fact, I think is most of the FBI. <laughs> I could be wrong. Um, if any of you work for the FBI, of course, this was a joke between you and I, right? <laughs> yes. Um, I'm, into, I'm actually into this one. This is the one I found that I'm going to continue watching for now. Okay. Um, again, we got to bring in some daddy issues. Oh, of um, course. The dad of the, the main, of the lead, yes. is a lifelong, I think, money launderer for mm. criminal endeavors, mm-hmm. works in the banking industry. And then you've got the the kid. You've got uh, another gal who is of Cuban descent, I believe. It's set in Florida. Okay. And she's the one that has the cryptocurrency idea. He's caught in a weird moment where he's trying to – doesn't want to, but he's trying to help his dad hide some money. Ah, yes. And so hides it by investing it in this. It brings okay. in members of the the – Haitian mob, I guess, or Haitian cartel or whatever name they go by. Yeah. Um, pretty intense here and there. If you're if you're a fan of movies with or shows rather with or both with sexy scenes, there are some sexy scenes in there as well. If you don't like that, then by all means don't watch this. If you claim you don't like this, but you secretly do like this kind of thing, then watch it while keeping one eye towards the door. Like we did as children <laughs> when you'd hit the, yes. the recall button on the remote, just as soon as somebody walked by or you thought you heard a sound Yes, because the parents didn't want you watching those bad shows like MTV. MTV. That's, that was how I watched MTV for, for most of my years as a child living at home, I would keep my my thumb poised right over the last channel button. Yes. Just yeah. like you said, if there was even a creak in the hallway that I would hit that button yeah. so I could go back to Nickelodeon or something and it's more appropriate. DVR, so every time you do it, you're you've you've missed something. Missed it. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so funny and so true. Okay, so that was that, called- That's a good one. Okay, start up. Yeah. I, I would I give that one a, a solid like 62% of a thumbs up. Okay. Which is a, a strong rating for That's me. That's a very strong rating for you. All right. Coming in at number seven is Shadow and Bone. This is a Netflix original. It's an adaptation of a YA fantasy epic series written by Lee Bardugo. Or Bardugo. Yep. Taking or a guess. Bardugo. Yeah. Taking a guess on the pronunciation Something. there. Yes. Uh, the book series of the same name. This book series has been around for a while. Highly popular um, so it's been adapted into a series for Netflix. It tells the journey of a young map maker who discovers she might have the magical power to rid her homeland of a horrific scar on the landscape known as the Shadow Fold. It, no light there. It's dark. N- yes. It is mystery. It is adventure. There is plenty of heartache all stitched together with the threads of magic. I mean, this was like created in a laboratory for me. These, yes. these are all the things that I love. This is the show I referenced yes. at the top of the show. Yes. That I've lost interest, but I will watch it with you when you're awake. I do appreciate it. I did um, doze through one episode unintentionally. Mm-hmm. I may have I may have watched one more okay. because I was kind of I was fiddling with my phone. Yeah. And not really. And then I, it just <laughs> dawned on me. What, what are you doing, man? You don't, you don't have to watch this. Be your own man. Because I was long asleep by that point. Yeah, okay. and we're snoring through the... Okay. Yep. All right. Number eight is Monster. Monster premiered at Sundance in 2018. And then Netflix grabbed up the rights. Uh, it's a 
It's about an honor student from Harlem whose life has changed when charged with felony murder. So that's a film then, mm-hmm. right? Okay, mm-hmm. since it was at Sundance. Number nine is something that everyone, every parent is going to shudder to hear the name of. I know this, unfortunately, all too well. Coco Melon. Coco Melon was a children's YouTube channel. It's made its way to Netflix. It's preschool programming that supposedly teaches while it entertains. Ooh, ooh, throwing a little shade. It focuses on numbers, letters, animals, using nursery rhymes and songs to teach. Also using nursery rhymes and songs to drive parents to the brink of insanity. I was just going to ask, is it really an instance where they keep you on the ragged edge so that the first time your kid does the most innocent of things that you snap them into? Basically, yes. That's good parenting. I have to say, Nico has dabbled in the Coco Melon entertainment. It's not his favorite. He's good for like one or two songs. Yeah. Now, there's not a silver lining to this because what Nico actually loves is Elmo. Of our five children, he's the only one who's been into Elmo, and he wants Elmo from the moment he wakes up until he's literally falling asleep at night. Right, so, right. We tried to show him uh, how to watch MTV and use the last channel button, but we he's, tried. he's just not there. He's just into Elmo. All right, finally rounding out the top 10 is Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. Skipper, Kowalski, Rico, Private, Mason, and Phil are all back, accompanied by Alex the Lion, Marty the Zebra, Melman the Giraffe, and Gloria the Hippopotamus in Madagascar 3. I don't feel like this is a new release. I think this is another situation where Netflix dropped it and then people are like, yeah, well, what else are you going to do? Yeah, and honestly, these are far less offensive than the prior entry. Yeah. For your kids. Oh, for so, sure. Yes. I, there's actually a few of the characters I don't mind too yeah. terribly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So another thing that you've done is not only showcased via the Netflix top 10, what's really uh, popular on Netflix right now, but you also went ahead and looked through each of the streaming platforms. Yes. What's coming up this week that we should be watching for? So. Know, there's a ton of stuff yeah. coming out and undoubtedly things I've looked past and it's not intended as an insult to anyone. Sure. Uh, at least no one specific. Mm-hmm. I try to insult all people equally. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I did was I grabbed the ones that either they looked interesting to me, like I might watch it or they looked interesting to me in that I thought, oh, Megan might like that. Mm-hmm. Or Meg, as you now use as your stage name. Yes. Or it's just, you know, like sort of the awesome your stripper nation. name, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. That's what you told me. I don't know. <laughs> well, on Netflix, um, like I said, there's stuff coming out every day this week. But Friday, Army of the Dead. Okay. It's a Netflix film. All right. Do you like zombies? I hate them. You know I like zombies. Yes. I I quite enjoy them. Um, This is from filmmaker Zack Snyder, who is the same Zack Snyder that did 300, Watchmen, Zack Snyder's Justice League, blah, 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 right? Yes. Good, high high talent. Very well-known filmmaker of our generation, yes. So this is is a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas. Okay. And luckily, a former zombie war hero is employed flipping burgers on the outskirts of town. So he just so happens Mm. to be available to kick some zombie butt or head, if you will. Everyone knows you got to hit the brain. Got to get that kill shot to the brain. Yeah. Yeah. Now mix in a little bit of a side plot with the necessity of gathering 200 million from a casino vault. Oh my Lord. 
it has to be good. Okay. It's like a zombie heist. Yeah. I was going to say, if Shadow and Bone was created in a laboratory for me, then this one, yeah. which again is called Army of the Dead, this was created in a laboratory for you, zombie yeah. plus bank heist if you or could, vault heist, yeah, this, have, is, this is for you. Have a pirate somewhere in the mix. <laughs> Maybe um, it'll be some zombie pirates that show up. Yeah. It, it, it stands to be quite good. I hate zombies. I love all things supernatural. I love... I love monsters. I love lore. Zombies are the only thing that I just, I, I literally recoil. Oh, I respect from- them. I respect them so mm. deeply. They're committed. Yes, I guess you could say that. They don't give up. They don't, they, oh, I had a bad day. I don't feel like eating brains. They just go. They just go and do their thing. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I would have liked to have coached some zombie football players back in my former career. I'm sure that's right. If I could just get them to stop on the whistle. Yeah. Then everything would be good. All right. Well, also coming out uh, this coming weekend on Netflix on Saturday, we have a um, a concert from Sam Smith. It's called Love Goes. It was recorded live at Abbey Road Studios. That's coming out on Saturday. I love Sam Smith. I'm very much looking forward to this release. And then on Sunday, season three of the Netflix original series, Master of None, comes out. So lots of the awesomes love that show. I think they'll be excited to hear that there's a brand new season dropping on Sunday. That gives you a week to watch everything out there to catch up if you've not watched any of it yet. For sure. That's your assignment this week. If you need something to get going on. All right, let's move over to Prime, Amazon Prime, the streaming service that we make frequent use of around here. Yes, because um, we also enjoy their free deliveries, if you yes. believe that they're actually free. <laughs> the Prime service, that is. Nobody's delivering movies here. Right. Other than digitally. Well, Right now, today, Monday, May the 17th, we get this, I'm so excited about this, you guys, a BBC Select series called How I Created a Cult. It's a docu-series on Andrew Cohen and the cult that he created called Enlighten Next. It looks really interesting. It looks fascinating. I did some side reading on this because I love discussions about cults. Andrew Cohen is a man who, you know, kind of went through a spiritual enlightenment of his own, traveled to India, learned some spiritual things, had some good ideas and came back to the United States to teach about them. And then before he knew it, he was a cult leader. (laughs) He even had a falling out with his mom who had been part of Enlightened Next because he was just running things so terribly. Um, mistreating people, lots of psychological abuse, those types of things. But then- These are all the things you want in a good cult. Well, exactly. This It had all the makings for a great cult, except then Andrew Cohen, like spoiler, he has a sort of enlightening moment where he realizes, oh my gosh, I've turned into a monster. And he like self-reforms himself and then tells the story of like how I became a cult leader. Interesting. So he's had a change of heart and this is him reflecting back on how this all happened. That is why I'm so excited to watch this and it's on Prime and it comes out on Monday. Well, on Wednesday, we have the 2015 film Trumbo. The stars Brian Cranston, Diane Lane, Helen Mirren, Um, This is a look back, and this is something, topically, this is something very familiar to me because doing research for the daily show that is now this show that we did for quite some time, Mm -hmm. a lot of history stuff that I breezed through. And and in this era, 1947, uh, as well as long before, um, and certainly long after, there was a lot of concern from our government over catching 
communist sympathizers and hidden socialists within the ranks. And um, definitely Hollywood was a place where they kept a very stern eye. There were secret lists kept, all oh, yeah. kinds of things, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's effectively what this is. It's a look back at 1947 when the government was watching so doggedly for this, determined to stop anyone doing that. And that's what this looks at. Okay. Well, Sounded that- interesting. And and I can't think of anything yet that I've seen Brian Cranston in that wasn't yes. worth watching. Absolutely. That drops on Wednesday. On Friday on Prime, we have a limited series called Solos. This is an Amazon original series, sci-fi drama. Solos is a seven-part anthology series exploring what it means to be human. So it kind of spans the present, the future. It grapples with time travel. You've got AI bots, scheming smart homes, illegal memory transplants, so much more. So it kind of sounds like a watch alike to maybe like Black Mirror, which kind of grapples with like... Yeah, that's what it sounded like to me. Yeah. Science fiction was born from the angst of like technology advancing is good, but also what if it ruins humanity? Sure, sure. But also um, dreaming the very things that would become part of society later because there was angst over not having something that performed whatever task. Yeah, totally. Totally. Okay, let's move over to Hulu. All right. Hulu on Tuesday. Supernova from 2020. If you are in the mood for a good cry and... I believe, Meg, that you often are. I always am. That's I always fine. Have very good That's cry. fine. This movie purportedly will do it for you. Okay. Allegedly, Al- supposedly. Allegedly, yes. One of the words. Um, as the story goes, having recently received a diagnosis of dementia, Sam and Tusker, the, the two protagonists, they hop in their RV to take a bit of kind of a final road trip together to visit mm. family, places from their shared past. It's kind of a long goodbye, if you will. I made you read the description for this because just You're thinking about it makes me want to cry. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that's Supernova coming to Hulu on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday on Hulu. Nope, just kidding. Not on Wednesday. On Saturday. There's stuff on Wednesday. There, yeah, there's, Hulu's dropping things on Wednesday. But what I wanted to talk about comes out on Saturday. It is a documentary called Neat, the story of bourbon. This came out in 2018. This documentary dives into the world of bourbon, exploring its history, the characteristics of it, the uniquely American process of making bourbon. I cannot wait to watch this. Some of the interesting characters that Mm. are part of its history. Yeah, for sure. Um, Moving over to HBO. Yeah, over on HBO Max, they're dropping some new things this week for sure. And on Thursday, they have something coming out called The Personal History of David Copperfield. Is that a documentary situation? I believe it is. I unfortunately either didn't read about it or didn't take notes one of the two. Well, that sounded interesting to both of us. David Copperfield's an interesting dude. Yeah, for sure. So uh, anything that's going to be telling, exploring his personal history, I'm sure will be good. Yes. Unless they lie about it. Well. Make up a bunch of garbage. I'd hope not. HBO, you know, they're known for Um, their fine journalistic endeavors. Well, that, but since they partnered with Max, I'm wondering if it isn't (laughs) a softcore pornography of some kind. You never know. You never know. Can David Copperfield from the arms of lustful women. Well, probably not. I'm, getting, I'm guessing he's not going to try. But uh, anyway. 
Um, one thing that we love to do is listen to what the awesomes are talking about. I am constantly on the lookout in our sort of awesome hangout group on Facebook to see what's good. I trust the taste of our awesomes. So you just admitted that you too can hear written text. I, I can. I listen in and right. it's very, very helpful that I do. Um, so we have some suggestions for for watching, reading, and listening, and some yeah. lifestyle stuff directly all, all from the, the Awesomes. All the things from the Awesomes. Awesome Corey said, quote, I just discovered Mythic Quest on Apple TV, and it's so good. It's funny without being high stakes or super cringy, and although it's about a video gaming company, I don't think you have to be a geek to enjoy it. So in this, the team behind the biggest multiplayer video game of all time is tasked with building worlds, molding heroes and creating legends. But the most hard fought battles don't occur in the game. They happen in the office. So it's kind of I did read about this a little bit as well. Um, I had another whole section of notes that somehow didn't get over to uh, the show. To our teleprompter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it sounded a lot like a, a little bit of a, a soft, nerdy version of The Office. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really good. Okay, awesome Athena. Athena is a dear friend of mine. She and I go back to our um, Baby Center birth club days with our oldest, my our oldest daughter. Mm -hmm. You uh, mean hers? No. <laughs> I was going to say, that's confusing how I said that. It is. Each of us had children back in January 2005. Anyway, Athena said that the show uh, Rutherford Falls, she said, this show was hilarious and serious in all the right places. It was just what I needed to distract me this week. Rutherford Falls is a Peacock original. So NBC's streaming platform, Peacock. It's about a small town in the Northeast that is turned upside down when a, when a local legend in the town namesake, Nathan Rutherford, fights the moving of a historical statue. It stars Ed Helms, who was on The Office. Mm -hmm. He's Andy on The Office. Um, of course, he was in The Hangover, many other things. He's one of the show creators, along with Sierra Teller O'Mellis and Michael Schur. Michael Schur uh, was a writer on The Office. He's a co-creator of Parks and Rec. And so if that's sort of your comedic sensibility, it sounds like Rutherford Falls might be a good pick for you. Perfect. What to read? If you can read, I can't. So I'll just imagine these words speaking to me and say them out loud. Okay. Um, awesome Emily said, once a voracious reader, the pandemic ruined my ability to read. It just disrupted my routine too much. At any rate, I'm starting to get back to it and just finished Writers and Lovers by Lily King. It's so good. Yeah. So I did a little uh, looking into what is this about, Writers and Lovers, Lily King. This is a 2020 release. Okay. Um, it said that blindsided by her mother's sudden death, wrecked by a recent love affair, Casey Peabody, protagonist, has arrived in Massachusetts. 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 Very, very close. It's hard for me to say. Just say Mass. <laughs> Near Boston or Baston or however they say it with the accent. Okay. I don't know. Well, she gets there the summer of 1997 without a plan. Uh, her mail consists of wedding invitations, notices from debt collectors. Um, let's see. It's so it just she's not in a good place in life, basically. Mm-hmm. So at the age of 31, Casey's still clutching onto something that nearly all of her old friends have let go of, the determination to live a creative life. Then she falls for two very different men at the same time. 
her world starts to fall apart even more. So Casey's fight to fulfill her creative ambitions and balance the conflicting demands of art and life is challenged in ways that push her to the brink. Interesting. So, yeah. No offense if I don't read it. It doesn't seem like it's for you. I heard nothing about zombies. Nope. Or pirates or heists. I know. It's true. All right. So, Awesome Kelly was super excited about the book, Who is Maud Dixon? She said, this book, I gobbled it up on audio in two days outside of work hours somehow. So, that's that's a lot to get through in two days. Yes. Not including your work hours. Basically, it's the story. This one just came out in March of 2021. Um, a woman named Flor- Florence Darrow, she is she works kind of like the entry-level job at a publishing company, but she really believes she's destined to be a famous writer. Mm-hmm. So she gets a job as an assistant to this really enigmatic, like mysterious novelist who goes by the pen name Maud Dixon. And then this writer is in a car accident. Uh-oh. And it appears that the universe is finally providing Florence with her big chance. I knew it. Yep. So Who is Maud Dixon is a stylish psychological thriller about how far into the darkness you're willing to go to claim the life you always wanted. Even if it belonged to someone else. Even if it did. So that was Who is Maud Dixon. That looks really great, honestly. Well, awesome Amy said, my husband and I are buddy listening to Andy Weir's Project Hail Mary, and we talk about it at dinner. And let me applaud that. Yeah. I think the things you and I have enjoyed most have been the things that we either consume separately and then converse about, or if it's a nice evening out and we haven't had time to do all that, we put the kids in confinement, straight jackets, <laughs> uh, we dope them if necessary, and we sit on the back porch, and sometimes even you will tolerate me reading to you. Yeah, I love them when you do. Um, so, good job on that, Amy. This book, uh, you want to talk more about it? Yeah. It's like you did some more research than I did. I did. This one just came out. You all may recognize Andy Weir's name. He wrote The Martian which was popular and then made into the Matt Damon film a few years ago. Poop crops. That's right. Right. So Project Hail Mary follows the story of Ryland Grace, who is the sole survivor on a desperate last chance mission in space. If he fails, humanity and the earth itself will perish. So the reviewers are saying it's part scientific mystery, part interstellar journey, Project Hail Mary is a tale of discovery, speculation, and survival to rival The Martian. So apparently people are thinking like, this is as good as The Martian, if not better, taking us places it never dreamed of going. Interesting. Interesting. All right. We had so many good reading recommendations. Awesome. Maria wanted to let us know that she loved the book A Name Unknown by Rosanna M. White. Um, she said, I loved this book. It had a great plot that I couldn't predict, and the characters were well thought out. It was a delight. They were zombies. N- no, unfortunately not. Uh, this is. I'm disappointed. A 2017 uh, book about Rosemary Gresham. She basically came from the mean streets of London, raised by fellow street urchins. They I- robbed a bank. <laughs> They may have at some point, but I they were they definitely did. pickpockets. Excellent. That's that's like entry-level heists. Well, it is entry-level. And so then she and her friends have learned how to blend into upper-class society so they can continue to do some of the, you know, just like more um, 
fancy way of pickpocketing. Well, she is introduced to a certain wealthy gentleman and um, well, the, the story kind of unfolds from there. Will she indeed pull off a heist of sorts with mm-hmm. him or will they fall in love? The art of the con. Yes, exactly. But sometimes the con mm-hmm. wants to give up the con and, yeah. you know, yeah. give up that life. That's usually when the double con comes in. Yeah, it actually sometimes does. So again, that's, that novel is called A Name Unknown. All right. For listening, Awesome Ruth brought us an Audible original series that has saved her, she says, quote, has saved our car rides to and from school, which is good since we now have have to do it five days a week. Um, feels weird to say that. We wouldn't have said it that long ago, I but know. now now we are. Yeah. Um, this, uh, it's called Zero G. Mm-hmm. Now, Zero is one of 20,000 people aboard a spaceship that's bound for a new planet. Okay. The journey that they're taking is over a century long Luckily, everyone is in stasis, so they'll be safe and sound asleep during the trip, which makes for a pretty boring podcast, (laughs) except that Zero, the pods malfunctioned. No more more sleep for Zero, so that's where the excitement is. It's really just a story about Zero going through the pockets of unconscious people and stealing uh, trinkets and odds and ends. Pickpocketing in space, yes. basically. Yes. Yeah, that classic story. Probably not that part as much yeah. as uh, a different part. In any event, Zero woke up like 100 years early. Yes. His initial excitement in roaming the ship alone quickly turns into a heart-stopping interstellar adventure. Um a family of space pirates show up and I'm not even ad-libbing that in. No, that's literally part of this. That's what happens. A family of space pirates. I was like, oh my gosh, I think Kyle, yeah. I, I, I don't, this is sort of like family entertainment, but it seems like something you'd really, really into. Yes. Yes. So with everyone that Zero knows fast asleep, it's up to him to think fast, to find a way to stop the pirates all on his own, though I would just recommend joining forces. That is what you would recommend. I'm confident of that. All right. Finally, we do have some lifestyle picks from our awesomes. Um, Awesome Leanne recommends a pickleball set. She said, we got a pickleball set. Think wiffle ball tennis. Okay. For our driveway. It's so fun. We go out in the evening after dinner and play. And then another awesome chimed in to say that pickleball had gotten really popular in their community during this pandemic year as well. So we live in a home that was built in the 1920s and our driveway is filled with fissures. (laughs) Fissures. You can see down to the earth's mantle. Absolutely. So if in fact you could avoid falling in them, you would easily lose the pickleball ball down in there. But otherwise, this sounds quite entertaining. It really does. It really does. Um, Awesome Heather has said, after a few failed attempts to find the perfect camera for my video photo creation loving seven-year-old, we got her the VTech Creator Cam for her birthday, and it is amazing. Love to hear it. All caps, amazing. Yes. I don't know if she said that or you did. No, that was, those that were her way. words. Okay. She all capped it. It is much, much better quality than the cameras of the same price point we've tried and has amazing features. It comes with a fun selfie stand 
uh, a tripod thing and a green screen deal, all kinds of awesomeness there. My kids have been making photos and amazingly fun videos all month. It's been really cool to watch their creativity flourish. An amazing gift. Okay. I am thrilled about this. We have a uh, would-be filmmaker in our midst. Yeah. One of our twins is super into the idea of making movies, of doing the costume design, set design. This is older than that. He's been doing that recently. Before that, he would get out. Some people call them action figures. Some people call them figurines. I call them figurines. Um, But he would get those out and he would stage them very elaborately and then want to borrow mom's phone to take pictures and then wanted her to post them to the interwebs. That is very true. So this sounds like a fantastic gift for him. Yeah. I think the twins would have so much fun with that. Okay. Finally, the same Heather had a, she went, she came in strong with a double recommendation this week. That's big. Not just the VTech creator cam. But also, she said, if you tried and loved, or even if you didn't love, the Dots pretzel craze. So Dots is a, a company, snack company, mm-hmm. make the pretzels. She said, do not sleep on the honey mustard flavor of these. I stumbled upon them this week. And holy yum, it's a problem. Interesting. So Honey mustard pretzels. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. Looking for your next favorite snack. Heather's got you covered with the honey mustard. All right. That's a lot of things. It's a lot. That should keep everyone very busy. I'd like to think so. I hope so. Yeah. Well, what should people do in the meantime? Well, most certainly, everyone should have an awesome today, would you? I hope you do. Very good. Bye-bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.